Welcome to the Victorious Souls Podcast with self-love coach, Danielle Burnock. Things happen in our lives that make us feel powerless. But Danielle believes that anyone can become a victorious soul by reclaiming what belongs to them, their value, their belovedness, and their God-given superpower. The Victorious Souls Podcast is dedicated to empowering you to rise up, reclaim, and embrace the change from survive to thrive as a victorious soul through the power of love. And now, here's that lady on the internet who loves you, Danielle. Hello and welcome to today's live interview. Today, I have Dr. Debbie Silber. She is the founder and CEO of the PBT Institute. She's a woman who knows what it's like to suffer betrayal trauma, but she is also a woman who knows what it's like to heal from it. She became an expert in the area of transpersonal psychology, and she'll tell you about that, as well as betrayal trauma recovery. So welcome with me today, my guest, Dr. Debbie Silver. And for those of you who don't know me, I am Danielle Burnock from DanielleBurnock.com. Love yourself from Survive to Thrive, that lady on the internet who loves you. And welcome today, Dr. Debbie. Thank you for coming and sharing your story with us and all your wealth of information in the area of trauma, betrayal trauma. Thank you so much. Looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, you have you suffered betrayal trauma. Can you give us a little bit of a background on that? What kind of betrayal did you suffer? Mm -hmm. So it's actually my 30th year in business. And as life would morph and change, you know, so would, uh, so would business started in health and then mindset and then personal development. And then I had a really painful betrayal from my family and thought I did everything I needed to do to heal from that. Uh, A few years later, it happened again. This time it was my husband. So anybody who's been through it, you're shocked, you're blindsided, you're devastated life as you've known it is no longer. So I, um, I got him out of the house and I looked at the two experiences thinking, okay, well, what's similar to these two? Of course me, but what else? And I realized, you know, boundaries were always getting crossed. I never took my own needs seriously. And I really believe if nothing changes, nothing changes. So here I was. <laughs> That's four. profound, but it's, it's so true. <laughs> Isn't it true? And so here I was four kids, six dogs, a thriving business. And I was like, I'm going back for a PhD. And it was in transpersonal psychology, the psychology of transformation and human potential, uh, because I was changing so much. I didn't quite understand it. He was too on his own, didn't, wasn't ready to look at that yet. And then it was time to do a study. So I studied betrayal, what holds us back, what helps us heal and what happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally when the people closest to us lie, cheat, and deceive. And that study led to three groundbreaking discoveries, which changed my health, my family, my work, my life. Yeah, what were those discoveries, these three groundbreaking discoveries? Yeah, sure. So at first I was studying betrayal and post-traumatic growth. And for those who aren't familiar, post-traumatic growth is if you can imagine kind of an upside of trauma, how any trauma, death of a loved one, disease, natural disaster, whatever it is, leaves you with a new awareness, insight, perspective you didn't have. Like maybe you lose someone you love, you realize life is short, like that kind of thing. But I, but I had lost loved ones. I'd actually had disease as well. And I was like, 
the trail feels very different for me. I didn't want to assume it was the same for all my study participants. So I asked them and I said, if you've been through other traumas besides betrayal, does it feel different for you? Every single one of them said, oh my gosh, it's so different. And here's why. Because it feels so intentional, we take it so personally. So the whole self is shattered and has to be rebuilt. Think about it. Rejection, abandonment, belonging, confidence, worthiness, trust, they're all shattered. So it didn't quite qualify as post-traumatic growth. It's like, yeah, you need to rebuild your life, but you also need to rebuild the self. So I coined a new term, post-betrayal transformation. And that's the complete and total rebuild of your life and yourself after an experience with betrayal. So that was the first discovery, just how different of a, of a life crisis betrayal is. And I'm not saying, you know, what's better, what's worse. They all stink. But betrayal is very, <laughs> betrayal is very different in that um, it feels so intentional. You know what I mean? It's but like betrayal. You can't be betrayed by a stranger per se. You're betrayed by a friend by someone who you have some form of relationship with. So that, that is very different because that relationship is a part of that. And the way it works is the more we trust and the more we depend on the person, the deeper the betrayal. So for example, a child who's totally dependent on their, their parent and that parent does something awful, that's going to have a different impact than let's say your best friend sharing your secret. You know, still a betrayal, different level of cleanup needed. Yeah. And then there's when it happens repeatedly. I'm sure you've run into that when someone's gone through repeated um, betrayals of children and and teenagers. It was part of my story when I was sent back to go evaluate the traumas. It's Mm -hmm. like, what was the feeling that you felt? And I found betrayal was in almost every single one of them. So you must run into that dealing with it when it's repetitive like that. Well, and and that's a repeat betrayal is one of the most common signs of an unhealed betrayal because, and we see an unhealed betrayal in, in health and work and relationships, for example, in relationships, just like you said, you go from partner to partner to partner, friend to friend to friend, boss to boss to boss. You're like, what the heck is it me? Yes, it is. Not in that it's your fault. It's not your fault in that it's your opportunity. Maybe you need to realize you are lovable, worthy, deserving. You need better boundaries in place, right? (laughs) Whatever it is, until and unless you get that, you will have opportunities in the form of people to teach you. Mm -hmm. Until you get the mother of all betrayals where you're like, I am never going to do X, Y, Z. I'm going to do this. Lesson learned, right? That's the way that works. Like in my case, here it was my family. And then it was my husband. And then I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And for me, going back for this PhD was so far from anything I would ever do. And, and some, the, the only thing I'd ever done for me and something so big, but it changed my life. And so lesson learned. So those repeat betrayals are there to teach you something profound. The, the other way we see it is, you know, the big wall goes up. We're like, no, no, been there, done that. No one's getting close to me again. You know, that, and, and we think it's coming, it's coming from a place of strength. It's not, it's coming from fear. That pain was so great and so huge. We just don't want to risk that level of vulnerability for the potential of taking that hit again. So, so it's so common. I mean, we see it in, in, in health too. People go to the most well-meaning doctors, coaches, healers, therapists to manage a stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease, which is really part of the second discovery I'll share. At the root of it is an unhealed betrayal. And then, you know, and then people in work, 
you want that razor promotion, you deserve it, but your confidence was shattered in the betrayal. So you don't have the confidence to, to ask, or you want to be a team player, collaborative partner, but the person mm -hmm. you trusted the most proved untrustworthy. How do you trust that boss, that coworker, that partner shows up everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So especially with children, because they don't have mm -hmm. the maturity in their mind to know they're even being betrayed. Right. And if that's happening to them and then they're, they're they find themselves in the same situation because they're doing their reactionary things because that's all they have as a child. You know, then by the time they get to be an adult and they probably have a whole bunch of what you just said. I know I did. Exactly. I recognize, yeah. Oh, yeah, I did the wall. I did that. I did all those other things. And but they were built there before I even knew anything was going on. <laughs> exactly. You're so right, because it's not like these relationships are good. They're just so familiar. You're like, OK, I know this. I know how this works. I know how to move through this. And so it's just a common response. And that's why, um, and we find this in the third discovery, you know, why we keep kind of landing in the same thing. But, you know, we talked about the, uh, you asked me about the discoveries. Do you want to hear about the second one? Yes. Okay, sure. So this was exciting too. And what we learned was there's actually this collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional, so common to betrayal. It's now known as post-betrayal syndrome. Oh, do tell, do tell. Uh, yeah, and we've <laughs> actually had uh, over 60,000 people take our post-betrayal syndrome quiz on our site to see to what extent they're struggling. And a few things about this. The first is we've all been taught time heals all wounds. I have the proof when it comes to betrayal. <laughs> That's, That's not, not true. true. That exactly. is not true. That's you a know, lie. <laughs> it is. And, and there's, a, there's a question that on the quiz that says, is there anything else you'd like to share? And people write things like, my betrayal happened 35 years ago. I'm unwilling to trust. My betrayal happened 10 years ago. Feels like it happened yesterday. So we know we can't count on time to heal a betrayal. It's a different experience that needs a very particular protocol to heal. But every, every few months, I pull the stats from the quiz to see where people land. You want me to share some? Sure. Yes, yes. Okay. It would be really awkward if you said no. <laughs> um, so now, <laughs> so imagine we have men and women, you know, just about every age group, almost every country is represented. Okay. So 78% constantly revisit their experience. 81% feel a loss of personal power. 80% are hypervigilant. 94% deal with painful triggers. I mean, 94%. Um, the most common physical symptoms, ready? 71% have low energy, 68% have sleep issues, 63% have extreme fatigue. You go to sleep, you wake up, you're exhausted. That's how you know your adrenals have tanked. 47% have weight changes. Maybe in the beginning, you can't hold food down. Later on, you use food for comfort. 45% have a gut issue. And that could be anything from Crohn's, IBS, diverticulitis, constipation, diarrhea, you name it. Okay. The most common mental symptoms. You're shaking your head. This is all resonating, right? Okay. Oh yeah. Um, these are symptoms of trauma. These, these are the symptoms of trauma. Yes. So 78% are overwhelmed. 70% are walking around in a state of disbelief. 68% are unable to focus. 64% are in shock. 62% are unable to concentrate. So imagine you can't concentrate. Let's say you have a gut issue. You're exhausted. You still have to show up at work. Yeah. You still have to raise your kids. That's not even the emotional ones emotionally, 88% experience extreme sadness, 83% are very angry, 82% feel hurt, 80% have anxiety, 79% are stressed, and just a few more. Here's why I wrote the book Trust again, ready? 84% have an inability to trust. 
I mean, that's just a shame. 67% are preventing themselves from forming deep relationships because they're afraid of being hurt again. 82% find it hard to move forward. 90% want to move forward, but they don't know how. Yeah. Yeah. 80% okay. of the people on the planet have trauma. <laughs> yeah. Now, I think that your expertise in the area of betrayal, betrayal is associated with trauma. I would say a lot of the time. I don't, I don't have the statistic for that. I mean, there is like situational and mm -hmm. catastrophic things people go through that cause trauma. But even in those situations, if we had a certain expectation of trust of safety or something, it's it betrayal is a part of so much of all the other kinds of trauma and people don't recognize that. And yeah. That's why I'm sitting here shaking my head as you're, yes, 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 yeah. definitely. What's, what's even crazier about all those stats, and I didn't share one stat where people were like, oh, 20%, 30%. No, these are 60, 70, 80, 90 something percent. What's even crazier about that, okay, this to me is the most mind-blowing thing. These stats aren't necessarily from a betrayal that happened recently. This could be right. from something that happened decades ago. So now imagine, here you are, let's say something happened 40 years ago. The bully on the playground, you know, your your boyfriend or girlfriend in high school, whatever it is, right? Now, or a family thing that happened 40, 50 years ago. And imagine that created that gut issue, that created that anxiety or that level of stress and, and um, hypervigilance. And because of that, you've led the last 40, 50 years with that. That person may not even know, care, or even remember what they did. And mm -hmm. here we are living a life with physical, mental, and emotional symptoms by something that happened decades ago. That to me is, there is no bigger crime than that. Yeah. Yeah. One of a gentleman that I interviewed, uh, two of them actually, two completely separate different situations, but um, excuse me, I just knocked my earbud out. <laughs> both of them did not address their trauma. They both had um, sexual assault in their upbringing, which that is connected to betrayal. <laughs> 40 years before they dealt yeah. with it, 40 yeah. years, 60% of children who have suffered sexual molestation never come forward. And then they suffer their whole life. Well, that's it. And, and you have answers. You have answers to help people. This is so amazing that you have that. I'm so glad that you did it. Why did you start the, the Institute? When, when did you start the institute. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, and I can't wait to share the third discovery with you, but oh, I I'm sorry. I, I just, I got yeah. all excited. About yeah, this. no, no, no. Because um, I started because really based on the third discovery oh. and, and, okay. and I will go into detail what it is, but what, what was so exciting about this one to me, this was the most exciting. What we learned was um, while we can stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, and so many of us do, if we're going to fully heal, and by fully heal, I mean symptoms of post-betrayal syndrome, to that completely healed state of post-betrayal transformation, mm -hmm. we're going to go through five now proven predictable stages. And what's even more exciting about that is we know what happens physically, mentally, and emotionally at every stage, and we know what it takes to move from one stage to the next Healing is entirely predictable. And I'll, I'll share the five stages, but to answer your question, when the five stages was discovered, I'm like, you can't make a discovery like that and then just go back to what you were doing. So I put the five stages into our signature betrayal to breakthrough program and it exploded. And then everyone wanted to work with me 
So I created our certification program that blew up. And then the research proved what worked, what didn't. And I was like, wait a second, I know what works now. And I know what doesn't work. What would happen if I took everything that works and put it all under one roof? That's the PBT Institute. So here we have our self-paced programs where people literally move through the stages. We have our certified coaches who teach daily classes. And they're all certified in the five stages, but they all specialize in different things. Narcissism, reconciliation, chronic pain, addiction, uh, divorce, you know. So this way our members can work with them personally and go to their classes. We have the most unique uh, community also because the study also proved we need support the most, but we're also the least likely to seek it. <laughs> but also, right. But also the wrong support does more harm than good oh, yeah. because we have so many people coming in with therapy trauma. They saw a therapist, and if that therapist isn't highly skilled in betrayal, it, it does more damage. Or let's say they join a support group. Here they want this connection. They want this, this, this tribe. But when they start healing, they don't belong. So none of that felt right. So wow. our community is all to lift and inspire. So you come in at either stage two or stage three, and I'm happy to share the stages. You come in at stage two or stage three, and the whole intention of the Institute of PBT is just to move you through the stages and then you're out and okay. you're transformed. Yeah. That's the whole idea. <laughs> then you're out. <laughs> yeah. No, it, but you're, you're very different. I mean, betrayal lends itself to creating an entirely new identity. You yeah. keep the parts you love, you leave behind what no longer serves and you create a version of you that never would have had the opportunity to show up had that not happened. So we have people who, you know, when they're in that stage four, stage five, new, I mean, that's when new levels of health, new relationships, new businesses are birthed. We see it all the time. That's awesome. Yeah. So can you share those five stages with us? Sure. So they're all mapped out in trust. Again, it's what our coaches are certified in. It's what we teach within the Institute. I'm going to share distilled version over here. So stage <laughs> one is like before it happens. And if you can imagine four legs of a table, the four legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. What I saw with everybody, me too, was a real heavy lean on the physical and the mental thinking and doing, and not really prioritizing the emotional and the spiritual feeling and being. So now if a table only has two legs, if we're only prioritizing these two things, easy for that table to topple over. Well, that's us. Stage two, uh, shock, trauma, D-Day, discovery day, the scariest of all of the stages. And this is the breakdown of the body, the mind and the worldview. Right here, you've ignited the stress response. You're headed for every single stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. Your mind is in a complete and total state of chaos and overwhelm. You cannot wrap your mind around what you just learned. This makes no sense. And your worldview has just been shattered. Your worldview is your mental model, the rules that prevent chaos that govern you. Don't go there, trust this person. This is how life works, right? And in a moment, one painful moment, series of moments, everything you've known to be real and true is no longer. The bottom is bottomed out. Yeah. And a new bottom hasn't been formed yet. So this is terrifying, right? And everybody remembers exactly where they were when this happened. Uh -huh. But think about it. If the bottom were to bottom out on you, what would you do? You grab hold of whatever you could to stay safe and stay alive. And that's stage three, survival instincts emerge. It's the most practical out of all of our stages. Uh, if, if you can't help me get out of the way, you know, how do I survive this? What do I do? Who can I trust? How do I feed my kids? It's practical. Here's the trap though. Stage three, by far, hands down, is the most common place to get stuck. And here's why. 
out of all the five. Once you've figured out how to survive your experience, because it feels so much better than the shock and trauma of where you just came from, you think it's good. And because yeah, I you could don't imagine that you, you develop a trust in that survival. Exactly. And because... so you're like, you're not moving me from here. Cause I don't trust that I can go further. That's what keeps people from addressing their trauma. That's I try and bring to light people's hidden trauma, which they have discounted because they have survived. And it's like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's not as bad as this, or it's not as bad as that. And they're just unwilling to move. Exactly. And here's what makes it even worse because they don't know there's anywhere else to go. They don't know there's a stage four or stage five transformation doesn't even begin until stage four, but because they don't know there's anywhere else to go, they start parking here, you know, planting roots here. They're not supposed to, but they don't know that, like you said, and yeah. four things happen. The first thing mm -hmm. is they start getting all these small self benefits, you know, you get to be right. You get someone to blame, right? You get sympathy from everyone you tell your story to, you get a target for your anger. You don't have to do the hard work of learning to trust again. Can I trust you? Should I trust you? I forget it. I'm not trusting anybody. You plant deeper roots, right? Not supposed to, but you don't know that. And then because this is you, because you're here longer than you should be. Now your mind starts doing things like, well, maybe you're not all that great. Maybe you deserved it. Maybe this, maybe that. And you start, you know, entertaining thoughts like that. Now you plant some deeper roots. Yeah. Now, because these are the thoughts you're thinking, this is the energy you're putting out there. Well, like mm -hmm. energy attracts like energy. So now you start calling situations and circumstances and people towards you to confirm, yep, this is exactly where you belong. It gets worse. I'll get you out of here. Because it feels so bad, but you don't know there's anywhere else to go, right here is where you resign yourself. You're like, this stinks, but I better find a way to be okay with this. So here's where you start using food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, keeping busy, reckless behavior, anything to numb, avoid, and distract yourself from what's so painful to feel or face. So think about it. You do it for a day, a week, a month now. It's a habit, a year, 10 years, 20 years. And I'm not kidding. I can see someone 20 years out and say, that emotional eating you're doing, that numbing in front of the TV, that drinking, do you think that has anything to do with your betrayal? And they would look at me like I'm crazy. And yeah. they would say, it happened 20 years ago. All they did was put themselves in stage three and stay there. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. And I but found how you, it. How do you get them to move out of stage three into four to see? Because you presented that. You asked the question, mm -hmm. can you see that's connected? And they're like, no. How mm -hmm. do you connect the dots for them? Yeah. Well, you know, the one thing was I found that even though the five stages are all mapped out in trust again, everyone was getting stuck in stage three. So from hardened to healed is only for stage three. It's like they have their own book now. So stage three is I'm coming for you because it's tragic. You bothered to go through the painful experience. You owe it to yourself to move through the stages. Yeah. You so, deserve to be happy. Well, that's I'm it. I'm going to pause here and address the audience. I just want to stop you. Listeners, there's hope. You can move out of stage three. You can. It is possible. Pay attention. Not only is it possible, it's predictable. It's predictable. So, so, you know, you have to be willing. That's the first thing. Right. Um, and then you know, a bunch of things you need to do, grieve more than the loss, but 
when you're willing to move to to get rid of those small self benefits, all the things you were getting, and you think, well, I wasn't getting anything. Oh, yes, you were. When you're willing to let go of those things for something so much better, you actually move to stage four. Stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal. So here's where you acknowledge, I can't undo what happened, but I control what I do with it. Just in that decision, you start turning down the stress response. You're not healing just yet, but you just stopped the massive damage you were creating in stage two and stage three. Now, what I'll, I always use the example of if you've ever moved to a new house, office, condo, apartment, all your stuff's not there. It's not quite cozy yet, but it's going to be okay. And when you're in that sort of frame of mind, you're planning on finding a way to make it work, right? That's the, that's the, uh, that's the feeling behind stage four. But what's so interesting also is if you were to move, you don't take everything with you. You don't take the things that don't represent who you want to be in that new space. And what I found was if your friends weren't there for you right here, you've outgrown them. You don't take them from stage three to stage four. If they don't rise, they don't come. Very common had to have a change in friendships at this place. And, you're and like, see, what that's the heck? scary. That's scary because it's a trust issue again. Mm -hmm. If it's going to cost them a friend, they're like, no. It, and we have right. all like kinds of strategies around that too. It's really true because you don't want to leave your people, you know, but it's going to sabotage your growth and yeah. you're really at an impasse right here. And, right. and we have all ways of working through that. Uh, and I talk about that in trust again as well. Anyway, when you're, when you're in stage four and you're making it cozy mentally, you're making it home, you move into the fifth most beautiful stage. And this is healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. The body starts to heal. Self-love, self-care, eating well, exercise. You didn't have the bandwidth for that earlier. Now you do. The mind is here healing. You're making new rules, new boundaries based on what, you know, the road you just traveled. And you have a new worldview based on what you see so clearly now. And the four legs of the table in the beginning, it was all about the physical and the mental. By this point, we're solidly grounded because we're focused on the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the five stages. That's awesome. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. I'm like visualizing the table and looking at things that I address like childhood, emotional neglect. Mm -hmm. that, that's a three-legged table. Yeah, for sure. For <laughs> Sometimes sure. it's a two-legged, but it's definitely a three-legged table. Mm -hmm. And one of the parents models of that Dr. Janice Webb talks about is well-meaning parents who were neglected themselves. And those are the hardest ones for people to address because I'm throwing my parents under the bus. No, you, you need to see the truth. Yeah. You need to see the truth that that leg of your table is missing. Mm -hmm. Right. right. You know, and and you, you teach them how to have all four legs of their table. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's and amazing. That's, yeah. And it's, and that's the thing. If I tell you how many people we see coming in at, at the state at stage two, but what's to me, what's even more interesting is people come in at stage three and they've been there forever forever. And then they get angry when they see what's going on. But the beauty is it stops now. I mean, right, you could have kept this going another 10, 20, yeah. 30 years. So stopping it now and, and changing all of that, that's when, you know, that that's when you, you really leave that stage three and move quickly through stage four and five. And uh, that's when it gets really fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's funny how you mentioned having new rules. Someone I mm -hmm. interviewed on here, part of her book was rules. She had these rules. She recognized rules that she had created for herself as a child and was operating by them, you know, and then she created new ones. And, and that's part of what you help people see is those rules that they're running and the lies that they're feeding on and that mm -hmm. to build a new 
the new normal, the new life, the, the new them. That's it. And, and when we're younger, maybe those rules served us, maybe they even saved us. But right. it's, you know, we get to that point where we need to look at them again, we're safe now. And now how do we do something really good with something really painful? And right. uh, when someone takes the time to, uh, and, they're, and they're willing, you know, if they're so invested in their story, they're, they're not going anywhere. And I see it all the time. You know, the people, they come in with their arms folded. I want to heal. No, you don't. No, you don't. I can, I know the look, you know, but if, if they're, if they've, they realize how much the power they're giving to their experience, you, know, yeah. you want to extract every nugget from it of learning uh, because all of that is, is fuel to help you transform. Yeah. If you want to stay and survive, you can't go to thrive. You have to let go of the survive to go into the thriving. Yeah. To make yeah. that choice. It's, it's like some people they'll say they want to, like you said, they want to heal. And you're like, no, you don't mm-hmm. some people. They want to lose weight. And it's like, no, you don't want to lose weight. You want to have lost weight. <laughs> well, you not even that too. You don't want to go to school. You want to graduate. Yeah. They don't want the in-between part. You know, they have to, you have to take the in-between part. You have to do the work. Well, and it's also, you know, interesting you say that about weight loss and people say, well, of course I want to lose weight. No, you don't. Because if you haven't figured out what you, I've seen this so often where uh, I'll have somebody I used to be in, in, and still we include health in, in PBT, but it's a very important component, but I'll see someone. And when they're losing weight quickly, they'll sabotage it every time, because if they don't catch up uh, mentally and emotionally to who they're becoming, you know, it, it mm. freaks them out. Cause think about it. The weight provides protection. We're young. We hide behind mom's leg. We get older. Right. And if all of a sudden you don't realize, Oh, wait a second, what are going to be, what's going to be expected of me? How am I going to be looked at? How am I going to be perceived? What happens to, do I, will I get all this attention? Whatever it is. I even remember working with someone and and she said, you know, I've lost 25 pounds, 25 times. Now I know it's not about the food. So it's okay. Tell me about your relationships. She tells me about her husband. What happens when you lose weight? And all of a sudden, the deer in the headlight, she goes, oh my gosh, she gets threatened, jealous, and insecure. There you go. So you gain the weight so you don't rock the boat. I mean, there are so many reasons why we do what we do. Yes. Reasons. And that's what's so important. People need to want the reason and not just gloss it over on the top. Absolutely. Yeah. So be courageous. Be courageous, people. You can thrive. You can thrive. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You can have a better life than where you've been stuck in. So will you hold up your books and, and share the titles with us? Sure. I mean, I, I've had a bunch of books, but my most recent would be here. Trust again, overcoming betrayal and regaining health, confidence, and happiness. This has the five stages, my very personal story, um, the four-part trust rebuilding process, all kinds of experiential activities. So this is what you read first. And then if you find you're just stuck in stage three from hardened to healed, the effortless path to release resistance, get unstuck and create a life you love. Um, this is the one you need. And I did audiobooks for both of them and I'm the narrator. So people always want to know that. <laughs> you know. That's wonderful. That's nice to have the, the voice of the person who's teaching you in the book. So that's, that's wonderful. And so I know can- with me, I usually speed up the, the speed. You hear how quickly I speak. You probably won't have to do that, but. <laughs> yes, you do speak quickly, but mm-hmm. you're not too fast that I couldn't understand you. So, okay. I Good. have had to slow some people down because they're like, no, 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 no. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I can't understand you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how can people connect with you and how can they become involved in your Institute if they're interested in that? 
Yeah. And well, if you want to know what stage you're in, just take the healed or hardened quiz and you can find that at healed or hardened quiz.com. And then just go to the PBT Institute, the PBT is in post betrayal transformation, the PBT Institute.com. Everything is there. That's amazing. Thank you so much for being with us today, Debbie. It's such a wealth of information. Thank you uh, so much. Thank you. I'll talk to you in just a minute here. So there you have it. Was it not amazing? That was so amazing. Trauma and betrayal, how betrayal is a part of so much trauma. And you can get free from it. You can get free. If you are even thinking that maybe this applies to you, head on over to Debbie's website and take that test so that you can start to get free because you matter and because I love you. So till next time, I'm Danielle Burnock from DanielleBurnock.com. Love yourself from Survive to Thrive, that lady on the internet who loves you. Mwah. Thank you so much for listening to the Victoria Souls Podcast. You matter and you are loved. We'd love to connect with you further. So please visit us at DanielleBurnock.com and grab a copy of Danielle's free audiobook. And remember... Only you can change your life. No one can do it for you.